A superstar a uh, cricketer, opening batter for the Victorian team. 62 first-class games, an average of just under 40. Um, nice. Absolute. Every time he went out there to bat, you just knew he's going to score some runs. But he also played one game of footy for the Tigers, so that's a bit handy. And that's Nick Jewell. G'day, Nick. Oh, you started well, a superstar, and average almost 40. Not quite both of those, but I'll take them. <laughs> it's close enough. Yeah, well, I, I do like a good batsman. You do, uh, you like to round up. So uh, I always tell people it was forty-ish. Uh, yeah, it was quite thirty-ish, but we'll take forty-ish. Well, sixty. Uh, sorry, six, uh, six centuries and twenty-six fifties as well in your little record there. So that's uh, not a bad record as well. Yeah, we were talking about it the other day. Actually, I made ten nineties, believe it or not. So it could look a whole lot better if I managed to get over the line a few more times, but not to be. Anyway, you uh, is what it is. But lucky enough to play in um, an amazing side back in those days, and, and playing four Shield finals, and more importantly, win two. That you take those memories away and play with blokes like Brad Hodge and Matthew Willier, Cameron White, David Hussey, some amazing players, really. Yeah, it was here, mate. There was a dominant sort of time for Victoria, but you just mentioned then getting out in the nineties. Is that what, what do you put? Do you put that down to anything? Like, I mean, we hear it all the time, but for you, was is it the nervous 90s? Lack of ability probably was. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so cool. They, uh, one of them was a 99 in the Shield final, believe it or not. Oh. The um, Victorian umpire, Bob Parry, gave me out LB oh. against Stuart Clark at the SCG. Just, and, and then they called lunch, so I had to walk off with the, mm. with all both teams, all me and the partner, and then the, uh, and the whole New South Wales side, the, that spoiled my meal, I tell you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's, uh, yeah, it's fond memories. And a lot of cricket with uh, Brad Hodge, who quite clearly probably could have played a lot more cricket for Australia. Uh, you would have seen Absolutely. you would have seen his abilities up up close. And I think in his last even his last couple of years of T Twenty, he was playing. He's probably the best T Twenty player around. Oh, uh, equally good a player, him and Matthew Elliott. But I probably played a lot more with Hodge, so best player I played with. Amazing, amazing to watch from the other end and been very fortunate that as an opener um, Hodgie batted three for most of my time so got to see, got to bat, spend a bit of time with him at the crease before I got nicked off um, and he was uh, amazing for just his calmness knew his game unbelievably well wasn't uh, a huge talker out in the middle or I was, a, I was a big talker so I used to annoy him a bit but uh, just to see the way he used to go about it and and dismantle the batting, a bowling attack, knowing his his game. Uh, whatever, I don't know how many first class set runs. Probably twenty thousand with all these county runs in there. Um, just an amazing player, and sometimes you're just born at the wrong time, aren't you? You're born mm-hmm. in an era with a, 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 just an unbelievable amount of talent coming through. You think the likes of Damian Martin through the middle and Ricky Ponting started at six, similar age to Hodgie. Um, Stuart Law could, could struggle to break in. Just mm. that era for Australia. You think Matthew Hayden didn't get a game for however many years. But, um, generational players, and they'll probably, you know, the Australian team probably had six to eight once in a generation players all at the same time. Mm. Now, you, you, speaking of Hodgie, you, you went through a full day one day in a Shield game, uh, batting with him, and um, the entire third day of a, a Shield game in 07. Um, and you mentioned how. You, you annoyed him with talking. How much did you annoy him that day? <laughs> well, I was really annoyed when they said we've got to get on with it the next morning. And I uh, I got out with, um, on 188. I got caught at long on slogging. And then we batted on for about another 10 overs to Hodgie to get his double 100. <laughs> so that, <laughs> I was really annoyed with that day. Um, I used to love little triggers because I, I didn't have the 
the talent that, that those guys I mentioned had. So I used to love making sure that knowing that it was two balls to go, danger balls at the over. If there'd been six or eight or ten dot balls, it was a danger period. Um, always taking guard again to set my set sort of my trigger again to to start up. So just little idiosyncrasies that used to eventually get on his nerves because he just you know Hodge just batted and did it unbelievably well. Now, um, also growing up, you're, we mentioned that you played a game of uh, AFL for Richmond. Yes. So that, that cross-talent, which we see a lot now, what would sort of your be your advice be to someone in that position? I'll do it for as long as you can uh, until, until it's no longer possible. It's a lot harder these days to do it. Um, I think each sport puts a bit more pressure on you to make a choice, which is unfortunate. But I think both sports... Um, benefit each other um, it keeps you training a different set of skill sets it's still hand eye um, but you see a lot of the kids now under 15s and under 16s getting told by by the TAC you know give, give up cricket they start training in November October November and playing training Saturdays and you, you just can't you lose the kids um, and then so many of them don't get drafted so yeah my advice would be to do it for as long as you can I was I was um, lucky enough that Robert Walls was our coach when I, I got drafted and the VIS, were, I was in the VIS at the time, cricket, um, Neil Buzzard was the coach, and Robert and Neil had been the uh, school teachers together, so knew each other quite well and communicated that I could miss a training session here or there as long as I knew I, I was making it up at whatever training I, I was at. So um, that and I think Walsy knew I wasn't going to play 200 games of footy, so no. I may as well keep my uh, coat in the water of cricket, <laughs> so I might be half a chance. Well, I mean, is that, is that pr- like, for real? I know you just saying that, but is that sort of for real or do you look back and think if if you had got taken out of cricket maybe a bit earlier, you might have had a bit more... No, gut? no, 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 it was all the way, um, that was a bit of a joke. When I, when I eventually got delisted, I, I remember speaking to Dad and he said, uh, North Melbourne rang and they were going to, first year of the rookie draft and showed some interest on, on taking me as a rookie and I rang my old man who was um, chairman of selected and a board member at the time, Richmond, and he said, you think you're going to play 200 games if you get another chance? I said, no, nah, I don't think so. And he said, no, nah, neither do I. I go back to cricket if I was you. <laughs> I rang, uh, I had to ring Cricket Victoria and let them know that, you know, what was happening. And uh, I was a chance to, to um, footy was sniffing around still. And, and they, luckily enough, they gave me an opportunity, but they made it, uh, in no uncertain terms, said, look, we'll put you back in the, in the VIS. We'll give you another opportunity, but that's the end of football. You know, um, you're going to do that. By then, I think I was 21 or something. Um, no more mixing the sports by then to make your choice. Uh, that, that was about the time I had to, had to choose which way I was going to go. Well, you, you didn't play 200, but you did play one. Uh, tell us about that one. <laughs> yeah, the river. It's a place of wacker. It belted down rain. It was hailing. Um, I remember when, when the phone, when I started on the bench and the phone buzzed and um, my name got called out, you're up. I went to the line to... Wait to run on, and Richo was the, uh, believe it or not, Matthew Richardson was getting taken off um, for whatever reason, and he got to the interchange gates, and he looked up, and he said, oh, you're and joking. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I was coming on for him, so that, that was my uh, introduction <laughs> to AFL football. So, uh, anyway, and I got, most, I, I got that most of the time when I came out the bat from the opposition for my shield career, so that's all right. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, So uh, we'll do a little bit of a a preview uh, of the the footy and the Tigers then. Um, uh, Off air, you're telling me uh, all the ins and outs for the Richmond Footy Club. How will they go this year? Oh, look, I'm 
you're always excited about your side, but some things just conspired against them in the last last year or so. It's so hard to stay up for as long as they did, challenging for those premierships and even 18, losing the prep prelim. You know, so you're up for a very, very long time. Um, and a couple of the injuries caught up with them. So if they get a run at it, um, I think their list is still right in the hitting zone. Uh, Hopper and Tarrant, Tarrant uh, came in, going to give the ability to allow, I think, Martin and, and Bolton to play a bit more forward and be a bit, ex- bit more explosive up there, a bit, bit more goal-scoring power. And forgetting that we still had um, Jack Graham and Presti have missed a lot of the year as midfielders that can go in and play that, that grunt work as well. Um, and then and even the likes of Baker and Short, when, last year when the injuries hit, they went in through the midfield and did terrific jobs. They were a real shining light for the Tigers. And so I think our midfield now is going to be probably eight or nine deep and not relying on Martin and Bolton to, be, to do, do the, um, you know, the, the amazing stuff. I mean, just, if we can get a forward often enough and have Bolton and Martin and Lynch up forward, I think it's going to be a really, really dangerous side. Agreed, definitely. Also forgetting, um, yeah. sorry, also forgetting two of our really important defenders, and I think, who are, you know, league, league, uh, you know, A graders, um, Vlaston and Grimes missed big chunks of the season yeah. last year, so they settled back into the back six uh, and really shore it up with Bolter. And I don't know, you know, footy, a lot of luck in footy. You, you've got to yeah. ride your luck, and if we if we stay healthy, I think with all those names and those recruits, um, I reckon we can be right up there at the pointy end again. Now, I still talk to a few Tiger supporters that pinch themselves about how lucky they've been the last couple of years. Are you, oh, yeah. are you the same? Absolutely. Yeah, look, I went through 38 years of... <laughs> I was three when we won the flag, when Dad touched the flag in 80, and so I don't really remember it apart from getting dropped off at the crash. Um, <laughs> and then, luckily, I managed to see 17. I was there, took my son and, and was there in uh, 19 and, uh, and missed... Um, Obviously, they're up in, in Queensland, I think, in 20, so I was watching on TV. So to see, not see sort of any great success for such a long period of time, it was uh, really a satisfaction for, for the family and to see Dad be recognised. He invited to the, you know, the um, AFL luncheons on grand final day, etc. Um, yeah, fantastic. It's been a big part of our life. How is, how is Dad? He's good. Yeah, going yep. well, mate. He's... Um, He's still working away. He does a bit of work with um, Don Scott and Bernie Quinlan down, down the peninsula. The three of them knock around doing a bit of looking after some of the um, the big properties out in Flinders and Main Ridge and, and what have you. It's more of a thing they just go to the clients and do a sporty most days, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, he just sort of keeps himself interested. Get, stops mum nagging him, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, we might get him on uh, if he's available on a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah not a drama. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, Nick, we might have to leave it there, unfortunately. Um, but we'll definitely stay in touch and get you on again. So easy. Can't wait for the cricket to start tomorrow, boys. It'll be a ripping, ripping test. So yeah, yeah. A, a, month, a month of test cricket leading into the um, first round of the AFL. What a time. Well, yeah, just, awesome Just time. perfect. How, how, how do we, just quickly, how, how will we go in this, that series? Oh, it'll be interesting to see. That I'm really keen to see what we do with our side. will be the interesting one with this wicket. Whether we go with Hanscom as a right-hander in the middle there instead of Renshaw um, as the lefty and whether they play Schwepson versus Todd Murphy. The, you know, two Victorians might be playing in, in the first test, which wouldn't that be great. And, and two St Kilda boys, actually. Two St Kilda Cricket Club boys, uh, which is um, where I played my majority of my whole career. So wouldn't that be fantastic that two local boys are... Playing for Australia and India yep. tomorrow. Oh, about be, time. Be, yeah, about time, absolutely. Hey, Damn, my Sorry, Nick, we've got to leave you there, mate, but thank you so much. Thanks, mate. On you, boys. Anytime. <laughs> You're a good oh, man. Imagine.
Oh, what a champion. Nick Jewell there, the former uh, Victorian opening batsman and also one game for the Tigers in 1997.